Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hello, hello. Well, I'm back. Welcome to episode 55 of Japan According to Akio. Thank you guys again for rocking with me. Sorry it's been such a long time. I give you guys a quick update of what's been going on with me.、Um, and of course, we get into some big news coming over here, coming from Japan. Probably one of the biggest news stories coming out of Japan in the、um, past few weeks. I give my take on it, try and give some insight on the issue、um, from a different perspective, from a cultural point of view, and from what I've been hearing and seeing here on the ground in Japan. So, again, my apologies for、um, the long hiatus in the podcast. We're almost out of the tunnel, but、um, for now, we got, I think, another pretty good podcast for you. And as always, do me a favor, enjoy. Oh, what's up? Let's start this off right. Let me crack this thing open. Yo, I half cracked it open before I recorded. But, you know, I like to get the crisp sound of a beer、uh, when I record. Um, it's been over a month. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But this is episode 55 of Japan According to Akio.、Mm. Thanks for being patient.、Uh, you all, you know, if you've been listening, you already know what the deal is with me. So I'm, I'm coming down to the wire.、Um, I just literally finished recording、uh, some stuff for my project. And I was like, well, got my equipment out. Got the day off tomorrow before I go to bed. Let me just whip out a quick podcast, you know, something for the people.、Uh, however, many, <laughs> however many of y'all are still left out there, you know. But、um, no, seriously, I think I'm finally getting to the deadline.、Um, I got a release date for my project at the end of the year. Pretty much because, you know, at the end of the year, people in Japan are,、um, You know, just like in the West, everyone's at home, people are checking their smartphones. So I'm doing all、uh, online ads, so that's the best time for me.、Um, so just crossing my T's, dotting my I's, just kind of pushing to get everything ready, starting meetings and stuff, and, you know, preparing stuff and doing all this crazy stuff. But、um, yeah, so the past month I've just been, you know, going, going hard in the paint, you know, a little waka flocka type action. But、um, I'm loving it. And,、uh, you know, my plan for the next year has come into view. I got some inspiration from the ether, came in to my dome piece, and I kind of know where I'm going for next year as well, which is really, really exciting. So,、um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that.、Uh, I, I'm going to have to, again, reconfigure a lot of stuff for the podcast and my, my, my Instagram, probably over the, the end of December. So. Like, as I've been promising before, you know, when everything is said and done, I'm going to pump out, like, you know, as many podcasts as I can. Looking like the end of December, mid to probably late December,、um, or throughout the New Year's as well.、Uh, after the New Year, I get kind of busy with family stuff. But at the end of the year, I might just, you know, record a series of them if I have some time and just pump it out. But I'm definitely going to pump out, like, at least three. I want to do at least three, you know.、Um, One week just to kind of make up for lost time, catch up on things, and, and you know, again, again, just talk with y'all. Like, I just, 
even though it's a one-way conversation even you know i do feel like we're family you know we we i've kind of bared my soul you know on this podcast quite a bit um <laughs> it's funny actually because I, I met up with a former student i know you're listening too I, well maybe you're listening if you are listening stop listening <laughs> because one of our former students who um uh, you know her english has gotten really really good she's like almost 20 now which is crazy i started teaching her when she was like a little fucking kid well you won't hear me cuss whatever she was a little fucking kid and like now she's grown and shit and it's just like she was like i listen to your podcast ha 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 i was like what the fuck man <laughs> like, like uh, i made the dumbass mistake of like whatever you do don't listen to the earlier episodes and she was like oh i didn't do that i'm going to do that I'm like god god damn it so so now she's going to hear the craziness that was like the first 15 20 episodes of the fucking thing so me just getting drunk and talk ram bab- babbling all over the place but hmm tis life <laughs> all right but a lot of things have been going on in japan like so um again this isn't gonna be a super long one i gotta wake up tomorrow um do as much work as i can plus hit costco's with the family i promise that we gotta get some trash bags <laughs> gotta do that um running low on those coconut oil um because you know gotta keep my son's skin moisturized the half black part of him can't be walking around here all ashy and my wife laughs when I'm like, shit, ain't gonna be, you know, I'm, I'm the oil capo. I'm like, yo, yo, get over here, man. We gotta get you oiled up. I don't care. Like, you know, uh, I'm half ashy half the time. Like, you know, my legs are not really hitting the way they need to be. But, you know, if any, if you have a, if you're a parent, you know, like, you're gonna put your child before you. So I'll be ashy, but you ain't gonna be ashy, you know, so, <laughs> excuse me. So, yeah, so, um, I want to get my you know, extra virgin coconut oil stock up and get some trash bags going and um, hit, hit up Costco for that. Uh, if they got some, you know, good old organic uh, sliced bread, which will be good because my son likes organic peanut butter now, which is bo- a boss move by him. Um, he also likes smoothies, you know, my organic smoothies, boss move on him. All his choice. He just sees me eating the shit and he's just like, yo, give me some of that. So makes me proud <laughs> um mm. Mm. but to, again sorry for the drinking uh, you can tell i haven't been recording for a while but no there if you are up on anything about japan even if you're not um one of the huge stories which you know uh i can give you some info from here boots on the ground type info which you probably won't be able to get uh in your home country is on Nissan, right? And Mr. Carlos gone. And you might be like, you know, depending on where you live and what you've heard about the situation, you might be like, what the fuck is going on with that shit, right? But let me give you my completely wild speculation. You know, I'm going to break down my completely unauthorized wild speculation plus what, what I've heard on the news and from uh, Japanese people and stuff like that. I'll just give you a mix of everything and then I'll get out of here, uh, get to bed. Uh, so, mm. let's jump into it. So, I was actually talking, I worked today, I was talking with one of my students about it. 
Uh, one thing, uh, I think one of the first things that I need to kind of explain about the Nissan situation, I'm not going to go over it. You know, you know, if, if you don't know what's going on, just pause the podcast, Google Nissan and it'll pop up. Like all you got to do is Google the word Nissan. Any news article is going to be on this story because it's just a huge fucking deal. But basically, um, I'll give you a second to stop the podcast right now. Okay. Uh, you, you know, so I'm assuming like everyone is at least aware of the situation with Carlos gone being arrested and things like that. Um, you know, and the big thing that's a shocker to a lot of Japanese people, which was a shocker to me and which I told the student today is when you come to Japan, um, depending on what country you live in, you know, but maybe some of the Western countries, if you get arrested, like, the police can keep you for weeks without charging you here. Like, I believe it's two weeks, so up to 24 days or something, 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 something like that. Like, over that, like, uh, several weeks without charging you for a crime, actually. While they're, quote-unquote, investigating the crime. Either basically trying to get you to confess or um, just, you know, sweating it, making you sweat bullets. So, like, that is kind of how things go here and i remember i was telling my student like i remember my orientation for my first teaching job like they brought us in it was like this the hr dude who just looked completely stressed out completely dead inside and just came up and it was just like okay look you guys don't steal a bicycle don't don't punch a police officer don't like this is when it was it was wild in Japan and there were like a bunch of people coming in and coming out. I don't know I don't know if I've actually talked about that that time of English study in Japan, but there was just a large flow of people coming into Japan. So I'm um, coming in and coming out, you know. And so it was just some fucking nut jobs who were here too, like you know. Um, so <laughs> people who just came here to just cut up, just a large amount of people who just wanted to like you know go buck wild in Japan. And so, yeah, like, you know, basically he was just like, look, if you get arrested, you don't you're not getting out that night. You're not getting out for like weeks. You will just disappear and we won't know where the fuck you are. Like, this is, this is the guy saying that for the company representative. He's like, we don't we won't know where the fuck you are. You're going to be missing work. You can't contact anyone. So you're going to lose your job and you're going to lose your apartment and you're going to have to get the fuck out of Japan like like that. So, you know, I guess those type of situations happen where people drunk, stealing bicycle, they get, you know, steal bicycle, try and run away from the cops or something like that, end up getting arrested for it. And then, you know, they just disappear and get fired and have to leave the country. It was probably a pretty common thing. There was a fair share of dumb motherfuckers here. Or not dumb, but yeah, okay, dumb. Yeah, um, in the past... So, excuse me. Um, so, yeah. But, um, but so in this situation, taking it back to Nissan, Carlos Gone. I don't know why his name is Lewis in my mind, but it, Carlos Gone. Uh, he's been in jail for several weeks. And they've actually, I just read like the other day, they've extended his uh, jail time, his detention time. Let me say that for another 10 days. I guess he's he's not confessing. You know, I don't know how the police can try and make people confess. Like, they're not going to beat you up or anything like that. But I guess in Japanese society, like, you did it. Just tell us you did it. Admit it. Like, you know, some people are like, fine, you're right. But, 
you know, Wes just like, no. <laughs> why would I? Why would I just admit that I did something? You know, so. Hmm. So yeah, they're just gonna do everything that they can to make him feel un- quite uncomfortable, like guaranteed. Like th- that. This is the, not the ugly side of Japan, but this is a part of um, I think Japanese characteristic, um, or that. And I'll get a little bit deeper into it uh, in a few minutes, but when Japanese society and Japanese people turn against you. Like or single you out for something bad, especially like for example, a pub, uh, a agency or the government or taxes or something like that. They come in for your throat, and they're gonna do it in a very passive aggressive way. And it's not—I mean, it's not gonna be like yo, get on the ground. We drop, we we pulling our pistols on you. It's like we're gonna make your life really uncomfortable, and we're gonna sc- scrutinize everything you have ever done you know like we're on the average we'll let shit slide you know if stuff flies under the radar but if something is like undeniable that i'm not saying his guilt is under well i don't know okay it sounds kind of like you know he was doing some foul shit but if it's kind of something that's blatant let me say that if it's something that becomes blatant in japanese society where the government or an oh an um Authority has to come down. They're gonna come down hard. They're gonna bring. They're gonna cock that motherfucker back on your dome and bow, bust you on your shit. And that's kind of like sounds like what has happened here, because. Um, and, and I guess I'll start to get into it. So I'm just in the. I'm just in the mic. Um, it says I'm looking at this article. I just just pulled up the latest article from today, um, and it's on Japan Today again, which is my new favorite uh, website. They'll give the dirt on it. <laughs> and the title of it is Gone Arrest Lays Bare Frustration at Nissan. So um, I didn't read like the whole. Let me see. Is it long? Yeah, it's kind of long and it's kind of late. So I didn't read the whole thing. But basically, you know, again, you can read you can read it again. And the title of it is Gone Arrest Lays Bare Frustration at Nissan. I just got the, the, stop, the top part just to get the gist of it. And uh, which I can kind of speak on, expand on. I encourage you to read it yourself, um, just to get a little background on what's going on. But basically, you know, there's merger stuff and share prices and, and a whole bunch of technical financial stuff going on. But for me, the mo- the more and f- and for you, what I'd like to express a different angle of the story is something that's a bit more significant. Is not the fact that there's a merger going on and things like that. It's the fact that the workers in Nissan, or the staff members especially, felt that they were being unfairly treated, right? Because, hold on. Mm. I gotta get some rambling fuel, some beer up in my stomach for some rambling fuel. <laughs> but nah, um, yeah. As you probably, you know... Wait, 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 what was I yeah, the fact that the workers felt like they were being treated unfairly, they were getting a raw deal. And I might have talked about this before where, um, well, uh, whatever. If I have talked about it before, you'll hear it again. <laughs> um, my philosophy, my view, and how I explain company structure here in Japan compared to in the West is, and again, this is just my fucking theory um, from just what I've seen in my experience, so take it for what it's worth. But in general, and I'm completely generalizing, right? 
a Western company functions in a top-down kind of way, right? Um, the executives, the the managers, whatever, they give orders, commands, direction to the company, and the workers follow it, right? Now, the there's, of course, pros and cons to this. The con is you don't really have any say in uh, the flow of how the company goes, per se, right? Like, your manager tells you to do something, whether you like it or not, you're going to do it if it's within your work responsibilities. The other flip side is... Anything outside of your work responsibilities, you ain't really going to do that, right? Like, if your manager's like, hey, I need you to work overtime, you're like, well, it's 5 o'clock, I'm going the fuck home, I got shit to do. In Japan, you know, and, and that's kind of known and expected, right? Um, the responsibilities, the higher up you go, the more responsibility is on you to make sure things flow smoothly in the company. In Japan, it's the complete opposite. Like, I, my image of a Japanese company is from the bottom up. The company is supported by the workers, by the staff, by their blood, sweat, and tears, right? They're working. If you hear how Japanese people are workaholics and working themselves to death, the company is supported by that, right? And as long as that social contract is being honored, or as long as the employees feel like that social contract is being honored, they're going to dedicate, generally speaking, going to dedicate their lives to the company. That's like the traditional way things went down. A quick sidebar. One of my one of my students as well, um, mm, really traditional Japanese dude, really good dude, right? And um, I mean, he's like a creative dude, but his I'd say his way of thinking is very Japanese, right? And um, something happened, blah blah blah. Something happened with him and his work related situation, and he felt really betrayed by his company, and. You know, um, this he's you know, he shared this with me, and you know, he was just like, Oh, I couldn't believe that they did this to me. And he just walked up and quit. He was like, You know, that's it, you know what? Fine, they couldn't make it, they couldn't rectify the situation. He just quit. And like, if you would, before he told me that, I would have been like, Okay, you're working the same job forever, you're gonna be. And he, you could see when he was explaining it to me, like. In his mind, like he, it was like you know his, his 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 you know I don't know parents told disowned him or something like that, or he found out like you know that he wasn't his his biological parents were someone else or something like it was something crazy like you know, um, and he it was just something unforgivable um, that his company had done and. I mean, it, from what he told me, if it was America, he'd be like, yo, just sue the motherfuckers and get your bread or whatever, you know. Um, it, it was something money-related. Let me just say that. But, um, but yeah, like, in America, you were just like, okay, I'm just going to sue them. I'm going to keep my job, but I'm going to sue them motherfuckers and leave it at that. But because that contract was broken, he just, he was just gone. And, I was, and that was like... If I had to choose any of my students who would do something like that, that would be probably the last person who I would predict, to, one of the last people I would predict to do something like that. And that just kind of shows like how strong the contract is between the company and the staff when everything's going smoothly. But a big important dynamic in this, and if you, you might remember, or you might not remember depending on how old you are, um, Olympus, I believe. Who fuck was that? Like going on ten years ago now? Jeez, like this is crazy. I've been in this goddamn country too long. Okay, but like in the past, Olympus as well 
had a similar situation, right? Where if you go back and in, in, in just Google Olympus scandal, the camera company, Google that, like, uh, I believe with their financials and things like that, that never came to light until a foreign president entered the company. And basically what happened, there was some shady shit going on and dude was like, yo, well, let me see the financials. And the staff were just like, nah. <laughs> basically, they were just like, nah, you can't do that. He's like, yo, I'm the fucking president. Give me these fucking documents. Give me these files. Give me all this shit. And everyone was just like, basically just gave him the wall of pillows, if you remember from the first episode. You know, and he and until I guess eventually he found out some shady shit was going on and, and blew the whistle on the company. But that had been passed down. That shade, those shady dealings had been passed down uh, by the by several different predecessors because they were protecting the company, you know, bottom up type thing. You know, they were supporting what the fuck was going on, and the foreign person coming in disrupting the harmony, if you will, of that corporate culture can be very um, disruptive in, in, in some in, I'll say some interesting things can can happen as a result right um if you and again like again carlos gone like he just seemed like he was just blatant with it because he's like a typical mm, he's a typical he strikes me as let me let me not so i don't know the dude but he's striking me as a typical ceo rock star type person rock star ceo type person you know before the situation, he was like, he turned them around, you know, he was doing all this shit, you know, he's the man, he knows the fuck he's doing, so top down, like, yo, I'm running this shit, I know we're going this way, don't ask me no fucking questions, you see what I did to our numbers, right, we hot in these streets again, right, who did this shit, it's me, P. Diddy, take that. Take that, <laughs> you know. You know he's like tap dancing on his on the fucking in the boardroom and shit. <laughs> you know, got wearing gold chains <laughs> in the office, <laughs> walking around with no shirt on. You know, you know, like typical type swaggered, swagged out shit that um, I imagine like you know those type of CEOs do. The problem is though, is that in here. And, and, oh, well, let me say that. another thing that comes with that is that rock star CEO salary, right? Like I was talking to um, my student today, yeah, about it, and uh, another dude who's like in, in related to like government and shit like that, and um, I forgot like how much dude made, or you know, I forgot how much he made. I think it was like maybe ten million or something like that, U.S. dollars or something like that. And the dude was like 10 million or I, I forgot the exact number. It might have been 10. Right. And he's like 10 million. I'm like for a company that size, that's kind of like a low ball number, like between 10 and 30. Yeah. I mean, like he because yeah, he I think he asked me, like, how much do you think he made? And I was like, yeah, between 10 and 30, you know, and he was like, really? Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, like, you know. Uh, he might even push it to 50, you know, like million a year for raising, doing what he's doing for the company. That's not like, you know, in the Western world, that's not like a big deal. But in Japan, like a lot of the presidents of these companies, like these huge companies, like fucking car companies, steel companies, they making like a million dollars, maybe a few hundred thousand shit like that. You know, it's seen as, again, because it's bottom up, like 
for the head of a company or especially like a, a publicly traded company or a large company or something like that to really be taking a lot of millions and millions off the table is seen as quite negative you know especially by the workers because they're like yo they're not working nine to five you know they working like nine to midnight i i know a few people a few former students at nissan they working nine to midnight over there five days a week you know nine to eleven like you know they they going hard and um oh my dog is barking no it's okay and so and so you know for them to be working that for their you know regular middle class salary, and then they gotta read like their fucking um, their CEO is like you know flying on jets around the world, making like you know forty fifty million dollars. That's not gonna fly at all, you know. So, so and it seems like gone came into Japan with that real expectation. And, you know, regardless of whatever he did, like whatever deals or, or you know, backroom deals he 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 took on, it might have been something probably that is was accepted or known or, you know, whatever agreed upon on a handshake. And it probably go, it might even go on in other companies as well. It probably does to a certain extent. But the fact is how he was flashy with it is what I would say was his downfall, right? The fact that he is like, yo, I'm the man and I'm just running shit. And so I'm just going to do my thing. Like, you know, and, and, you know, wasn't, didn't have any humility about that. It's probably within the company as well. And he, the fact that he was, you know, unchallenged within the company and, you know, at least on the Japanese side, even if someone does have control, they will function within Japanese society. So they'll understand, you know, the nuances of Jap communication with Japanese people. So they, it's kind of like a little bit easier for people to take it, you know. But if you don't have the cultural understanding and you a rock star, a big personality, and you calling the shots the way you wanted to, and people behind your back, like, you know, like, what the fuck? They might know some dirt. They ain't, you know, they're going to flip on you the second they hear, like, you know, that's just what's going to happen. And that's what happened to him. You know, the second, like, they had someone, whoever in the company had a chance to get at him, they did. they like, man, fuck this motherfucker. Like, you know, I'm working here all hard. He's doing all this shit, all this dirt. I mean, you can read about it. You know, like, that's a very, that's just, for me, that's a very understandable situation. But for someone who, for him, I would say, who, you know, he came in Japan in a position of power. And in a position of power over Japanese people and he got results but with that also came you know a bit of resentment for his way of doing things from what I've seen and you know um, again I think I've, I've talked about it before Japanese people sometimes it might be something that's good in the long run but they might just shy away from it just because it leaves a foul taste in their mouth you know so um, you can see this is something that was kind of disagreeable for the people within the company, especially on the scale that he was doing things, you know, so I'm sure if it was just a little, a little, you know, 
a little dabble into the cookie jar, it might not be a bit a big a bit. It might not have been such a big thing, but because he was doing things on this on the flashy gaudy scale that he was, it seems like that was his downfall, you know. And for if there's anyone listening to this podcast now or in the future who isn't has the opportunity to come into Japan, um, that wall of pillows, man, is it's real. I've seen it and heard about it happen. Like I've seen, I see it from the other side because. Remember, like I listen to a lot of Japanese people who are employees of companies and and, and and work for for under foreign people and things on a lot of different levels and a lot of different industries, and that's one thing that you know I see undermine um, foreign leadership here quite a bit is either the lack of cultural understanding or the you know. That oh I'm on the top top down listen to the fuck what I say type way of thinking so um what is up my dog is freaking out so he's yeah see we're at thirty minutes anyway so I'm probably gonna have to wrap things up here just because my dog is going ballistic about something it's probably listening to me talk yeah that's probably what it is um oh my goodness okay all right let me get out of here y'all um again um. I'm going to just try and drop another podcast whenever I have time. You know, it'll be a, for at least a few more weeks of um, this is going to be like the intense part, final push for me. Uh, I've been saying that forever, but this is like the final, 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 the final countdown type shit. So, um, but I at least wanted to take a little bit of time and talk to y'all, especially on this such a major news story. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Love y'all. Talk to you soon. Let me get the fuck out of here and deal with my dog. All right, later, y'all. Peace.